Scaffolds of Honor is a national charity that provides life-changing education scholarships to families of America's soldiers and first responders killed in the line of duty. Perhaps no community supports Folds of Honors more passionately than Savannah, which over the last eight years has donated enough money to fund 80 scholarships. The 2022 Folds of Honor event is this weekend, and the guest speaker, Jerley Torian, is our guest on today's commute. Good day, Savannah, from all of us here at savannahnow.com. This is the Commute Podcast, presented by National Office Systems. I am your host, Adam Van Brimmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News. On today's episode, we visit with two women integral to the annual Folds of Honor Salute to Heroes weekend here in Savannah. The two-day event includes a golf tournament, a dinner, an auction, and a speech by someone who has been touched by the charity's work. This year, Jerley Torian is the speaker. Her husband, Marine Corps Master Sergeant Aaron Torian, was killed in action while fighting the war on terror in Afghanistan in 2014. Jerley will share how a chance meeting with Folds of Honor's founder, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, in an airport following her husband's death changed her family's life forever. We'll also be joined by Sarah Bush, who organizes the golf tournament end of the Salute to Heroes weekend. That discussion comes up right after I tell you about our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. We're on the cusp of a move here at the Savannah Morning News, and we know who to call to help us design and outfit our new space. That's right, Scott Center and his team over at National Office Systems. They've been helping Savannah businesses with their office needs since the 1980s. National Office Systems offers more than 200 product lines, including a new collaboration from two of the office furniture industry's leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll, also known as Miller Knoll. If your office space needs a refresh, National Office Systems can help. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's www.natoffsys.com. Now, here's the interview with Jerley Torian. Very pleased, as I am every year, to be joined by the folks who organized the Folds of Honor event at the Savannah Country Club. It is this weekend, and it involves a golf tournament, but more than that, it involves a live and silent auction and a speech by someone who has benefited from this, this tremendous charity. Uh, this is year number eight for Savannah in terms of Folds of Honor. And I'm pleased to be joined today by Sarah Bush, who organizes a lot of the uh, golf end of things, and by the guest speaker, which is uh, Jerley Torian. I'm going to kind of shut up and allow Jerley to kind of tell us a little bit about her story and what kind of impact Folds of Honor has had on her life. So, Jerley, go ahead. Hey, um, yeah. So, I lost my husband in 2014. Uh, He was killed in Afghanistan. And um, kind of a random happening. My mom met Dan in an airport on her way to visit me and he didn't know who she was and she didn't know who he was, but they both had, um, KIA bracelets on. And so that sparked up the conversation. And next thing you know, um, my children are getting scholarships to attend private school starting at my, um, oldest was in sixth grade at the time, just going into middle school, which was, you know, a super scary time going from elementary to middle. And it just kind of happened at right the right time for him to be able to start in a private school. And my other two children were able to attend the same school as him. So having them all at one school in a place that 
you know, had a really great support system was amazing at that time in my life. And so we've been benefiting from folds ever since. Right. Right. Tell us a little bit about, about your husband. Obviously he was, he was killed in action. So can you kind of give us a little bit of a, a details about, about what happened? Um, yeah. So Aaron uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps after grad school. Um, we had just gone into the war in Iraq and he just felt like it was his calling to, to do something. He had thought about the military in the past, but um, his plan was actually to be a school teacher and coach called or high school football. He had his master's in education administration and he enlisted in the Marine Corps, got recruited to recon battalion, um, which then, you know, later on turned to second uh, Marine special operations battalion. And he, you know, was gone a lot training, gone a lot deploying, um, and it was his sixth combat deployment, two to Iraq and four to Afghanistan, um, about four months in when I got the call. All those deployments in a span of how many years? Um, so the first year he was in was mostly training for recon, you know, getting all his schools under his belt before his first deployment. And he would be gone um, seven month deployments home for a year in between. That year in between was mostly gone training all over the place. Um, so a year home, seven months gone. Right. Right. was about the routine. So you said it, at one point he wanted to be a, a school teacher before he went ahead and enlisted. Uh, once he did get in the Marine Corps, he loved it, I assume. Oh yeah. He loved it. He was, it, it was definitely his calling. Um, he was promoted very quickly. Um, you know, he made master sergeant in 11 years, which, I'm not sure if you know much about ranks, but he was a gunny by the seven year mark. So when he went to gunny school, he was in there with guys that had been in 15 and 20 years, uh, lots of awards. Um, he was just born to do it. A born leader for sure. The life of a military family, especially somebody gone that, that often is, I'm sure was difficult. Can you kind of talk about what, what that was like and, and in your relationship with, with your husband? Uh, yeah. So luckily with his job, um, we didn't have to move. Like we were always able to stay where we were because his job was only at his base. So we didn't have to go anywhere. So I had a pretty stable environment at home with the kids as far as, you know, our community and our support system and friends. We weren't uh, following him around the world or anything like that. So he the one that was gone. Um, so he would be gone, you know, month gone, two months gone throughout the year, but we always just made it work with, you know, our friends and support system that we had in place. And when he was home, he was, you know, very present. So he definitely made up for the lost time whenever he was home and he tried to be home as much as he could. Right. Talk about the kids, uh, how many and, and what are they into? Do they take after their father a little bit? Uh, yes. <laughs> so we have three. Um, my oldest was um, not quite 10 when my husband passed away, and he is 18 now. He is um, going to school in Savannah, at Savannah College of Art and Design. He definitely got his artistic ability from Aaron. I have no artistic ability whatsoever, but Aaron was an amazing artist. And Elijah's always been into drawing and writing, and he's going to school for film and television with a minor in animation. Um so he definitely is like the most like Aaron as far as uh, his artistic skills. Uh, we have one daughter, Laura Bella, and she's 13 now. She was four and a half when Aaron passed away. 
and she is into horseback riding and Sarah's got her into running cross country, which she doesn't love, <laughs> but <laughs> she's making it. Um, and she looks exactly like Aaron. People think she looks like me until they see a picture of him. Um, but when she smiles, just everything about her, her eyes, and she's just so sweet and friends to everybody, just like Aaron was. Mm. And then Avery's the baby. He's 10 and he was not quite two. It was a week before his second birthday when Aaron passed away and he had the least amount of time with him, but he's 100% the most like him. He's just this giant man child. He plays football. He boxes. Um, he eats everything all the time. <laughs> he's just, he's just wide open like Aaron. So, uh, he's going to be my troublemaker. <laughs> going to talk more about the Salute to Heroes weekend with Jurley Torian and Sarah Bush right after this read for the Georgia Southern Extra Newsletter. The Eagles are off to a 3-2 and two start under new coach Clay Helton, and they nearly upset Sunbelt Conference power Coastal Carolina last Saturday. Every week, sports writer Nathan Dominitz breaks down the successes and the challenges facing the Eagles, and that's all delivered to your email inbox via the Georgia Southern Extra Newsletter. Go to savannahnow.com slash newsletters and sign up. And you don't have to subscribe to the Savannah Morning News or savannahnow.com to get the newsletters, so there are no excuses. Sign up for that newsletter today. Now, back to the discussion about the Folds of Honor Salute to Heroes weekend. Well, you mentioned you have a connection to Savannah, so you've been to town before. And, of course, you'll come in this weekend. What, uh, what, were, what have been your impressions of Savannah, and what are you looking forward to about coming back? Oh, I loved it. So we went the first time for Elijah's early orientation um, back at the beginning of the summer. And it was just amazing. Like I just love walking everywhere and the buildings and um, Elijah loved that too. He loved like the old field and kind of reminds me like where we live in Wilmington, but a much larger version. Um, so then we went back again for his move in and I got to explore a little bit more. So every time we go, um, you know, it's definitely somewhere fun to go visit your son in college. Right, right. And they, you were eager to sign up to speak at this event because you get to see him. So. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. So it's um, a beautiful place. Right, right. So, Sarah, I know that the golf portion of this is, is sold out, but can you tell us a little bit about how the mechanics of this work? And, and, and obviously, a lot of people are going to come to hear to hear Jurley speak. But tell us a little bit about the golf end of things and how that supports Folds of Honor. Uh, absolutely. So Savannah Country Club has been longtime supporters uh, for Folds of Honor. This is going to be their eighth event uh, since inception of their event at the club. They have raised uh, nearly $260,000. By the wow. end of this year, it's going to be close to $400,000, which funds 80 scholarships for Folds of Honor recipients, which is absolutely amazing. Um the event is so unique and special in many ways uh, to include. It's got our highest um, player count out of any event we have in the country. And that is because the support in Savannah is uh, so huge for Folds of Honor uh, and for, for the um, event that happens at the club. So we are excited. Um, there is a wonderful uh, dinner live and silent auction on Sunday night at the club starting at six o'clock. 
hosted by the committee and uh, the club, the Welches, um, which is wonderful. And then the next day, it's followed by golf, a morning shotgun and an afternoon shotgun, a lot of on-course activities. We've got wonderful supporters in the community that are coming out and getting very, very engaged. Um, and of course, wonderful participants that are uh, being super generous and and really helping to pull the event together. So we are very excited to uh, to be with everyone soon. You mentioned the auctions, and I know that that's not a ticketed event. People are welcome to come and, and participate and and hear Charlie speak while you're you're there. It is Sunday night at six p.m. at Savannah Country Club, which uh, those of us who have been here for a while know also know as Wilmington Island Club. It's on Wilmington Island Road, uh, Wilmington Island, and uh, some of the things that are up for auction. Do you, can you give us a little preview? Sure. There are a variety of, of options uh, available for uh, purchase. So it kind of fits everyone in, in their individual flavor, but we have got golf experiences. Um, so packages that are able to be purchased for people to go and, and play. Um, the Island is, is one of those examples. We have got some really cool Folds of Honor swag available, golf bag and, and things such as that. Um, some local artists have put in some wonderful items um, up for auction as well. So so there's really a little bit for everybody available. I got a cool pair of Folds of Honor socks that are red, white, and blue. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be up for auction, but if you see them on the table, I can vouch. Yeah, we've they also- we also have a um, very unique item, um, a master's pin flag signed by Jack Nicholas. Oh, wow. So for, for those um, uh, golf enthusiasts, um, that's a really, really cool item that was donated to us for the event. Well, Jerley, Sarah, thanks so much for, for joining the commute today. I, I enjoy talking to, to Folds of Honor folks every year, and I wish you all the best uh, this weekend. Thank you. Thank Adam. you. That's all for this edition of the Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. It was Wednesday and Thursday this week, but that's okay. We had, we had a storm. We had other things. It happens. Regardless, whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Search The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns tomorrow, Thursday when we preview the annual Picnic in the Park concert featuring the Savannah Philharmonic. We will talk to you then. Mm-hmm.